Good evening, friends. Welcome back to the Front Porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and I'm joined, as always, by the one and only Michael Daniels. How's it going, Mike? How is your Monday? It's Monday. Yay. We're recording on our normal night this week, which is yep, great. We're, yep. we're back into the things again, making it happen. Uh, it was, it was uh, my week. Uh, good. Uh, busy, but uh, not busy. It's really weird. I think this, you know, September. Well, how does the fall work for you? Is it a time of slowing down or is it a time of exciting things happening? I mean, time is an illusion. <laughs> I, I guess, right. I, you know, some for some people, it's school, so you're like getting back into normal routines, mm-hmm. and it's just normal-ish type stuff. Other people who don't have that kind of stuff, fall is an ending to stu- to summer and summer funs. For me, it's weird. I I um, uh, there's not. It's just kind of a, a big lull. It feels like so. This week has been kind of a lull mm-hmm. in, in things, but I'm starting to see in the neighborhood people already putting up. Um, uh, Halloween stuff. It's uh, September 14th when we're recording this right now to sort of see <laughs> Halloween stuff everywhere. And we went and ate outside of Cracker Barrel. Sydney and I did uh, last Sunday. And they have all their Christmas stuff up in Cracker Barrel. And I'm like, it's September. Sure. And I know that people keep doing it early, but now it feels like everyone wants to just get to happy things. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's what it is. Any Any kind of perceived return to normalcy. That's got to be what's going on there for me. Um, it's really just it's really just the weather uh, is the only thing yeah. that that marks any kind of season change. I expect for you, whether this is just my reckon on this, and it might not be something that you're even cognizant yep. of, but in the before times, you used to commute like right through town. Yeah, and yeah. this time of year, this last month ish, would have been the chaos of move in and, and having students back and having the town, having the city of Bloomington be crowded again. Very true. And very true. You're, you're still at a remove from that. I assume. I, I, not, well, uh, the oddly thing about it is that I still like on Mondays and Wednesdays, I still go down to campus because I, I'm going through my master's degree. So I'm getting school. Mm. Uh, so I go down, I actually have a class that I go down there. So I drive down right. and, but still it's, it's not, there's just nothing People aren't out. Even the kids aren't out. And a lot of people aren't on campus. It could be. Yeah. I mean, I mean, campus life could be could still be pretty crowded and chaotic and still, you know, be a fraction of what it normally for is. sure. It's, it's night and day. I mean, anybody who lives or has lived in a college town will know when you're I think when you're a student, I don't know. I went to a smaller school, so I don't I didn't really notice this as much. But um, yeah, it's just. It's just night and day the difference between summer and oh, for sure. the school especially year when you're in you're a in a school like, like there's a lot of big cities that have have uh, schools and it's not a big change but when you're in a small town that has a big right. university in it it's a it's a total change uh, but, where the right. the student population and the the city population are roughly equivalent <laughs> exactly no totally it's how it is here I'll tell you the it's not interesting but it's a little fun part is that when I drive in into campus now I uh, they try to get you in schools to encourage you to not drive, to not commute, to, sure. to walk and sure. walk campus. Obviously, if you're a, an adult with a life and a family and a house, you don't live right on campus, so you have to. So I, you have to buy permits to, on campus to, to park somewhere, and they have outrageously right. priced like staff ones, and I'm talking like $600 a year. It's ridiculous. Uh, permits to park in a, in a place that's even kind of five or six blocks from your stuff, if you can find that parking spot. Or you can buy a student okay. pass that's um, fairly reasonable, and um, but you you park way out in the, the boonies because there is only like ten 
uh, student spaces anywhere near your your classes, right? That are always filled. Okay. Uh, but I've got I dropped down to a student pass this year instead of my, a staff pass, and I'm driving into campus, and I can park right next to all my classes now with a student pass <laughs> because nobody is on campus, nobody's around right. doing anything. Uh, so yeah. I just I I drive next to my building, get out, go to class, and comes back. Which uh, yeah, you're right. That that's totally different kind of year. It's, it still feels very empty, and I didn't really think about that until you said that. So the summer, or maybe it still feels like that summerish thing. Weird. We're living in weird times, Dennis. Right, right, and and so so yeah, like the I don't, I'm not engaged with school in any way, so that I don't have that uh, marking the time, the changes between seasons, and so it's just the weather. And because I don't commute, and I don't, uh, you know. I don't spend any, you know, any amount of time outside worth worth talking about. Um, even that is is at, is at kind of a remove. Like yeah. every so often, I'm like, oh, I'll go outside. And I'm like, oh, it's nice outside. I don't have to <laughs> like rush from one air conditioned space to the next. Oh, that's very true. Uh, which, it, it, it has been know, cooler terrible. here at least. I mean, it's it's yeah. it's the temperature that I really like, like seventy two ish, and it's been kind of nice to drive the top down and get around town. Um, which yeah, it, I gotta be I gotta be aware of it. That goes quick, right? Then it gets cold, right? At right. least in and Indiana, then, then it winter. goes straight from. And you're in northern Indiana, so it'll go cold fast. If you're, yeah. if you're not aware of it. Well, yeah, holidays will be coming up. Um, I said a little bit off the air to you that we have here. We are set around September fifteenth. We have two to two and a half months at most before a new console comes out, or, or two consoles. It's gonna be holiday right, season, right? So that's big ish i guess i know it's again it's weird because we live we don't live in the hype everything's slower news wise these days so i'm not getting sure yeah smaller smaller things become news when there's when there's nothing happening yeah well i mean there's not been like big e3 or big events or press covering all sorts of stuff so um companies can keep a lid on their normal news cycle a lot more effectively than they had before. yeah there's there's less expectation i mean i'm sure people still you know gamers freaking gamers yeah, yeah, have yeah. all kinds of expectations but um yeah without a big event like if somebody doesn't do something and a, and a big event is going on you're like oh what's wrong what's going on but if the event is canceled they're like oh well they must not have been ready and they'll they'll maybe do their own kind of announcement thing or yeah and if, and if they knows. don't like what'll happen is that you'll have say an e3 or something and you'll have nintendo present right well the nintendo will get all of the hype and all of the sound they'll be the only ones there because let's say sony or microsoft or whoever mm. doesn't come and do whatever the press the real big pressure becomes on them because then the news cycle is all about whatever nintendo had done and they showed and they wowed everybody so it forces other companies to, at some point, do their own event or their own press recycle. They can't let it sit forever, right? But now that there is no mm-hmm. events, um, no one has any pressure on them to do any kind of thing or to push it out. So Microsoft, Microsoft and Sony will are still like they'll one will do it, and the other one will do something else, right? But they're all very mm-hmm. tight lipped. They don't have to do any big presentations or big stuff. So this, I don't know, this cycle just feels. Kind of very quiet and calm for a new console release for PlayStation and yeah. Microsoft. So I, I mean, I honestly don't know much about either. Um, both of them, I hear, are pretty great. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, except for the Nintendo Wii, 
which was a funny sort of yeah. um, um, social, uh, mm-hmm. not not really peer pressure, but um, the I don't know if I've ever told this story on the show. Yeah. Um, the original Nintendo Wii was released within the first month, I think, of when I worked for our buddy Trotsky. So it's like 2006 or seven, whenever that was. And, um, you know, Trotsky is a neophyte, yeah, for right? Sure. Like he wants, he wants a new thing. He's not a video gamer, but he still was a little bit in that space at the time. Yeah. And like, I think he was the first of our friends to have a switch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he's not a, like get the new console for the new game. But if there's a new console, like most of the, the recent Nintendo consoles, I mean, from the switch onward, um, have been this kind of like innovative hardware in some way. Yeah, sure. For sure. That's the kind of thing that, that tickles his fancy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he and, and I think two other guys working in the office were like, Oh, we want to, we want to get this. It's, you know, this, this new motion yeah. controller thing, and it's not going to be very expensive. So we're going to go camp out at Walmart after work on Friday. Oh, wow. I remember that when that happened. Okay. And yeah. And it was, uh, they they couldn't sell it until midnight Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that's a full like 30 some hours <laughs> from Friday afternoon. Right. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to. I'm going to go back to my apartment and drop my stuff and get a couple of things and I'll meet you guys there. Because I was new in town. Like, I had nothing else going on. Right. I was I was in a break. Like, I had quit playing WoW when I moved and I hadn't started up playing again. And so I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I got nothing but time. I'll come hang out with you guys at Walmart for <laughs> overnight. And I, we would like walk through the store and buy like an air mattress and some trail mix. Right. I think we got a platter of sushi Saturday morning. Right. Um, we had this like sort of community of people. There was no like contention no, or violence no. or anything like that. Like there was when um, I think the PS three was out at that time. Uh-huh. Pretty close. Uh-huh. Or maybe the two three seems too far back but maybe not um and you know there were there were reports of like people getting beat up jeez whatever and of course the wii was like the family console (laughs) like there was a lady there was a lady there who was getting one so that her grandkids could play when they came over and she was like knitting or something the whole time that that was back when like people recognized it and playstation consoles were so popular that that people were just buying them to sell for money because they would sell for they'd sell sure. out and they'd sell Flipping, for a thousand I mean, bucks. But my right. dad did that a couple times with with a couple of the console generations, right. and it drove my my younger brothers crazy because they're like they're like dad has twelve Xbox three sixties <laughs> and he's not even going to keep one. That's right. But the Nintendo was never like that. People got it and and they played it. No, right. Yeah. right. It was. I mean, it was in in high demand for a while, and I know the the Switch was that way too. But never, I don't think for a for an for a super long space of time. And the and the people who were the market, like the audience for those, are a little more calm, yeah, and reasonable. It, it, I agree. Than than the hardcore gamers. <laughs> but anyway, um, like the employees rolled one of the floor model TVs, you know, big 
projection big screen tv that's where we're still a few of those <laughs> hanging out um and i think somebody had like family guy or something on on blu-rays and we watched some of that and some guys hooked up their ps2 and played played some stuff and i mean that those are great memories we, we right? were there we hung out there all day we were back in the we're back in the lawn and garden section and it was around this time of year actually maybe like like early november sure um and so they had just they had just started to put the christmas stuff back there and that (laughs) that's uh where they where they put the christmas stuff and then we hung out all day and then saturday night came around and like people started showing up like two or three hours before midnight and we're like oh yeah we we've been here for been here 30 forever. hours and <laughs> and we have a we have a, that guy over there he's got us a, a notebook where everybody wrote their names like i was number seven in the list <laughs> we're like we we had a name we had a list of 20 people last night right so you can you can put your name on the list but they're so the rumors are that they only have 20 consoles so <laughs> i i, I um, love i love the the uh process of that too if you, you think about it because I, I remember that, that how many do they have? How many do they have here? Where are they selling things? And then the the now that you have perspective on it, you're like, what kind of jerkwad staff member, manager of Walmart or Kroger or K, or Kmart or wherever couldn't just walk back to the thing and say, yeah, we have 14 here, guys. Here's 14, right? Why couldn't they do that? Why were they so secretive or so? You know, we can't we can't tell anybody anything or release any information about who, anything. Who knows? Who <laughs> knows in the world of retail? I mean, they have all these kind of things, right? Like like um, minimum advertised price. Like you can't go below that. price. You can sell it for cheaper than that, but you can't advertise it cheaper than that because then, you know, you're competing against the other stores. So bad. You know, it's, it's that whole insane world of retail. But, uh, but yeah. aside from that, aside from that one uh, that one instance i've never been a day one console buyer sure i yeah, mean right. i am i'm much closer to the like like almost almost to the point of buying you know this this idea when i was a kid that i thought was brilliant when um systems were out so slow and you interacted with so many fewer people without the internet that it didn't matter the like social pressures um Almost to the point of like buy the old console when the new console comes out, right? Right, and they're like they're practically free. Um, <laughs> not you know I'm exaggerating right. that. I mean I got a I got a PS4. I mentioned it on the show. It was yeah two two years ago I think yeah. at Christmas yeah. when they hit a Black Friday deal two hundred dollars. Yeah, it's great deal for one right. one terabyte. Like the pro was one, out, yeah. and so people wanted those, and I'm like. Yeah, I'll get a PlayStation 4 for 200, 200 bucks. bucks. Yeah. And I've gotten that I mean, Andrew's probably gotten more value out of it than I have, but um I actually actually fired it up uh last weekend's Labor Day weekend, right? I had I had downtime and yeah. I'm like, "You know what? I haven't played PlayStation in a while." And um I think I mentioned a couple of weeks ago that I got a couple of GameFly used Oh yeah. Yeah. used games right yeah. like those are starting to get really cheap now that the five is is in sight oh, coming up yeah and so i fired up um assassin's creed odyssey 
Oh yeah, right. that's that's the it's the a, Greek looks good. Yeah, Greece Greece themed one. I'm, I'm very hesitant um, to, to buy games now. Right now, I, I get why they're on sale sure. because I the new Avengers game came out, and I'm really hesitant. Like, do I really want to buy this? Because if I do buy a PlayStation Five, I would rather have it that on there if it's there. You know. Yeah, I would um, look into it. I know that some I get a little uh, thing on my Echo every morning. That's one of the things on my on my flash briefing is video game news, and I hear every so often. It's it's funny. Like I'm only mostly I'm only partially absorbing that news because I've just woken up. But um, you know, it helps me wake up like an alarm. Um, a lot of games are doing like included up updates upgrades whatever you call that so like if you buy a new like if it's a new game and they're gonna do both consoles but they're gonna you know the the ps5 version is gonna have much better graphics or whatever they'll sell them together or they'll say you if you buy the game now when we finish the ps5 version you'll get that for free Oh, that, um, and yeah, I do need to look into that then. It's it's a big thing. Obviously, it's to it's to alleviate some of that, um, um, you know, uh, hesitation with with shopping. I know for me, I'm buying used games, and they're like I bought three of them, and I think they were all under twenty bucks. I'm like, yeah, sure. For that's that's close to the actual GameFly rental thing, the fifteen dollars a month. If I'm gonna spend a month, and if I get a big game like an assassin's creed or um what else did i get that outer wilds outer worlds no there are two of those they've they're real they're like outer worlds and the other the outer wilds or something like that it's the one that is like fallout in its gameplay oh i i, I had uh, just i, I had I just looked that, that up yet. by the way that it looks like that with that game the uh avengers game that if you buy the playstation 4 you do get the playstation 5 version with all of its enhancement mm. for free so there you go hey, maybe maybe i do need to go out and buy that game then because uh, you know that was right now is when i i did pull the trigger on several games um for playstation 4 i i had bought the last of us and i bought uh battlefield 4 when playstation or 3 or whatever it was one of the the battlefields when uh um playstation 3 to playstation 4 trans uh transferred over and those came out immediately and better and awesome right on PlayStation 4. And I was like, oh, that's not cool because I want those. And yeah. I, and they, they did not give free upgrades. It was definitely charged for a whole other game. Um, so I was really... And I would had to go back and to, to still be playing those, switch back over to my PlayStation 3. Yeah, that that makes sense if it's a long time, right? Like, um, it was only like I a couple a months, though. It was like... Hmm. Right, I know. Like, if... You know, if they put out Skyrim on the Switch or, um, what did I see, Witcher 3 on Switch went on sale for like 40 bucks. But I'm like, okay, I get that. That You know, the game had been out for a while before the console came out. So they had to take a team and give them enough time to port that all over to a different um, 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 architecture. And so, yeah, I get that you have to sell that again. Yeah, yeah. But to like go from one PlayStation to the other PlayStation in a couple of months and, and still slap a $60 price tag on it's it. That's kind of ridiculous. Kind of a bummer. They, they had uh, something here too. Is It's nice that, you know, technology's progressing and, and it's nice to see sometimes that companies are also progressing with the time w with this game mm -hmm. in, in particular. 
uh, I'm talking about Mar uh, EA's Marvel Avengers, uh, that you, it's it's multiplayer. That game is, and I don't want to go into it too much because I don't know too much, but I did read a little bit of reviews this, this last week, a couple of them. Do you know Do you know what genre of game it that is, is? It is a um, uh, like a Diablo-ish type type uh, action RPG type game. Is it like Is it like Ultimate Alliance? Uh, n no. I mean, it's if again like if Ultimate Alliance compared to Diablo. Like okay, I've only I've only played Ultimate Alliance three, and it, I mean it's not it's not Diablo, but the way the way it, the way I understand the combat happens. Have you did you ever play any of the Arkham games or the Spider Man game? Uh, I played I played yeah some of some of all of them. I I think that's how the combat works. Like it feels very like super cool fighty, responsy when you hit dodge. He does the cool stuff and um, okay. but it, but it's. I think it's 3D isometric. I think, um, but yeah, it's kind. Of, I think it's like more like Spider-Man and um, and Batman type Arkham games. But the um, the the way I understand it is that you know you play on a you're one of the characters through the story, which yeah. I hear the story is good. But again, I don't know too much. Um, and then, but other characters are playing with you, like they're they're controlled by the NPCs, right? So you're playing a Team Avengers game with you know people. Um, mm -hmm. but you don't switch back and forth like ultimate Alliance where you can just switch between all the guys. You're playing one character for this, this scene. Um, and then okay. periodically you play, there are like, um, uh, kind of like one final fantasy when you're playing through and you get to a spot where you have to run a dungeon and you have to run it in the dungeon finder. Uh, this, they have stuff like that on here where you'll get to a part where you have to go fight a thing and you have, and you get, multiplayer with people on, who are online and you can play online oh, or you I can see. play with ai so okay. so you could play with the ai or you have other people playing as well um and then end game air quotes is after you beat the the, the game it also has a, a robust multiplayer thing where there's bosses and unlocks and dungeon type things unlock and raids um hmm. that you play with other players so it's kind of I don't want to say it's not MMO, but Diablo -esque, esque again, so that okay, I can sure. run through and play single player by myself with bots, but I can also play with other players and get better stuff. And you can only fight like Dr. Doom or whoever it might be a big guy. If you have on, on a raid or a big dungeon run and stuff like that. Sure. And, and you get gear and upgrades and there's eye levels and stuff like that. So you can't do a raid unless you have an, High level gear mm. of something. So there's a whole progression system that everybody's kind of really enjoying. Sure. But anyway, the the point of saying all that is that PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 people are going to are be able to play together. So before you couldn't either with different console generations, mm. it's like the, that's them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Xbox people are them. And now everybody is starting to play with each other. And I think um, the way it feels no one's obviously being superficial about this, but the way it feels is that like Sony, Microsoft and Nintendo are much more open and from the get go to cross pollinate with people, players as well. So mm. you may see a lot more Xbox and PlayStation players playing together. Um, that was a thing. The I, I forgot about that until you, until you mentioned that, but that was a thing I read about the, about the Witcher. I was tempted. I was tempted to buy it because I haven't, I got a couple hours into that. I have it on PC. Yeah. And supposedly it 
shares saves between PC and Switch. Oh, which, that's nice. Um, surprised me. I'm like, I don't, I still don't know if that's enough for me to drop 40 bucks on a game I already own. Yeah. But um, if I spent more time away from my computer, uh, you know, having that, having that on the Switch might be might be appealing well, I've, I've gone um, i've gone back to just recently you spoke about speaking of the consoles um this last week and play, picked up uncharted again which is my my perennial like i need to finish game it's yes listeners i'm still playing uncharted <laughs> for thieves end and it's been out for like what four years or some nonsense um but i i took a break in the middle of that and then and then went back and finished. Did, yeah you finished it see you've even finished it and, and i have the other one i haven't even finished with it. the with the girls with the with the women oh yeah right yeah uh that i have not i've not uh i've not played well i i i really enjoy it and i like it all and and it's it's and i have no excuse why i don't finish it i think some of it is is length you know you play for a long time like Ooh, i'm ready to take a break uh, and I'm, I think there's like 20 chapters. I'm on chapter 18 and a half. I'm like halfway through 18. Mm. So I'm close. I'm really close. But so I started back up and got to like that far this weekend. I only did a chapter or two. Um, and, and it's a, it's a expansive sprawling story. So if it was mm-hmm. a movie, I'd been like, this movie is way too long. Right. But it's a video game. So it's different. right. Um, yeah. So I'm ready for it to be over. But anyway, at a certain, at a certain point that, that storytelling, like if you if you don't if it doesn't grab you, like it it can be kind of arduous. Oh, I really? Mean, for sure. Yeah. You know, we've watched a hundred movies in the last two years. Like, <laughs> you know, we've had that reaction to to several yeah to several pieces. Yeah. And, and I and I I really enjoy the Drake story, uh, and and the storytelling and that adventure type stuff. But you know, it's it's long, and you're like, I played so many of these cool jungle levels that are all absolutely amazing and stunning. But like, whoo. Do I have the endurance to play another? When when he walks up, like in the beginning of one of the chapters, and you see like off in the distance the huge like uh, I don't know pyramid <laughs> thing off in the jungle, and you're like, I know that's where I have to go, and I have played right. these levels before. Well, I will. It's not like it's just been an illusion computer game back there. I am actually going to travel the entire jungle all the way there, right? Because this game is so cool. It's all there. All right. um, but right. that also makes me think, oh my god, I have to go all the way there. <laughs> so it, it makes me uh, uh, pull back. But anyway, that game has a lot more stuff. Where, like, you know, you're actually talking to your, your person walking along and, and stuff. But anyway, I'm, uh, I've been enjoying playing that and, and having a, a good time getting back into that. And I really want to, uh, I still want to, you know, finish up working on God of War. I've got Red Dead Redemptions too. So I'm not, I'm not in a huge rush for PlayStation five. I, Depending on how I feel on the day, day of and stuff, and whether I'll be a, a day one person, uh, sure. I, I will say that I will, for my part on the day one stuff, I have always been a day one purchaser, uh, it, um, up to PlayStation One, and then I haven't after that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I didn't. I always thought I did. I, so I, I bought PlayStation. I remember buying PlayStation One like day of, and and um, the some of the Nintendo or whatever, um, but. I was married and had a kid and was kind of starting life when PlayStation two came out. And that was all yeah, the, the, yeah. the whole above that you were talking about earlier. Like, I was like, I don't really want to partake in any of that type Deal stuff. Deal with that. And, and I, you know, it was 300, $400 or something. And I'm like, yeah, I just don't have that money to spend now with, with the kid and all that stuff. Right. And, and I remember just like you see on movies or TV, I came home like the day, or I was like, I woke up the day PlayStation launched or something, like at midnight, and it was in the morning, 
and my my now ex-wife looked at me and she said so are you are you going to go camping out at uh, to get the PlayStation today and I was like wait what <laughs> and it's just like a <laughs> like a sitcom with my my what did you say and she said yeah I thought maybe you were going to go to the to Walmart and camp out there today I was like and I said the words came out can I really <laughs> she said well yeah I thought that's it's a what, little that's what you were going to A do. little bit of that, um, you know, who are you and what have you done with my wife? <laughs> exactly. That's bit. exactly what it was. I mean, she she's always she was back then. She was supportive of that anyway. It was I mean, she didn't really care, but you know, we didn't have a ton of money and we were working through through school and stuff. Um Yeah, I didn't I didn't know you when you were married, but you told the story on the show once of of um going to see Phantom Menace or something. <laughs> right, she right. She didn't she didn't really get it. She doesn't get it. And yeah, and she was and I remember back then that was a moment of her of her trying to you know at least understand it a bit and i and i remember and i was also doing the whole like i shouldn't put so much stock into being like a, a day one game person i should grow up past sure, that sure but when she said that I, I all of a sudden like the little kid uh anime eyes came out at me and i'm like i get to go there and i went and it was great because she brought the, the the daughter over to i was standing at walmart's line and in janky bloomington it was the old janky walmart we used to have um, mm-hmm. and, and she brought me like snacks and a, and a lawn chair. And I thought that was really, <laughs> I didn't stay as like, as long as you guys did for all that time. It was just that like right. from 10 in the morning until midnight. Um, but I still, and, and it was great too. There were people that were nice around me and, and it wasn't too bad. We, you know, you had the random kids who wanted to come and get in line or, or cut in line and stuff, but, um, yeah. it, it was, it was overall fun. I only had it, like I said, it was only a day's experience, but I, I, the feeling I had of was that like. Oh, I, I get to be a kid again. I was only like 20, like five or six. It wasn't that big a deal, <laughs> but still it was, it, it was a thing. I've never done that since I've, I've always bought since then I bought, uh, uh, consoles after the fact, maybe a couple months, um, after the fact. Just wait for that initial scarcity wave. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of this, cause if some of these have been, if you don't get them day one, you're probably not going to get them for Christmas or until next summer. Sure. Um, yeah. I mean, I may, I think what I'm going to do with this one is kind of play it by ear. The same thing. If, if I see it for the day, I'm not going to go out to midnight type thing. I don't believe I'm just going to, I'll go the next day. If they have one, I'll get it. If they don't, mm-hmm. I won't, you know? Uh, yeah, but we'll see. It's, it's, it's okay. It's all going to be there. I've got plenty of great, awesome games to play in the meantime. <laughs> I'm still playing some fantastic MMOs that are 10 years old. So you know, I'm, I'm, I'm content. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, speaking of MMOs, um, I, I think kickstarted or maybe even pre kickstarter. I, <laughs> I they got, got kickstarters now, <laughs> you know, whatever, whatever people did before kickstarter as their like early access thing or before early access, um, <laughs> right, right. an MMO called Crowfall. Okay. I don't know if, I don't know if you've heard of this. Uh, I could have, but probably forgot. Um, yeah, right. That's how I was. Like, I got an email, um, within the last week that's like, oh, open for beta access, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, am I still in this? It's, (laughs) it's in the same space of time of like, you know, like when you go back to Guild Wars 2 or Star Trek Online and you're like, which email did I use for this? (laughs) What, what website? Are they still the same company? No, the company has changed hands Um, twice already in the same thing. And so I'm like, well, let me see. And in my 
get a password manager. I had a password for their site and I'm like, okay, well, I went through this and sign up. So let me see if I can do and download the client. And um, I did get in and play. I don't think, I don't think I played long enough to really have a sense of, of how the game works. It's kind of, um, the art was kind of stylized. I don't think I'm looking at there the were too many. I don't think there were too many character customization options. It was a little bit like, um, um, what was that game? Dauntless. Okay. Um, you know, where you get like, like just like a handful of options right, yeah. for each thing. You have like 12 different hair colors and six different hairstyles and they all look a little cartoony, which is fine. Like I don't, yeah. um, well, here's, here's, here's a that, news but... article from January of this year that says that they raised another 11.7 for its MMO in venture. So they seem to be doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as the, so, <laughs> you're like i'll probably i'm tr- I'm just trying to trying to think if i have anything like meaningful to say about it a, a sort of interesting mechanic um seems to be that you can't there are shrines to various deities mm-hmm. right in this mythological world and you can um you can sacrifice things like you can give them offerings right like if you have a bunch of bear pelts that you don't need you can go to the shrine and drop them in thing in the font or whatever it is and that that shrine will gain power and i think that's connected to like maybe your faction so i think there's some like there's some kind of pvp element that happens later i also think there's a sense where in rather than a like persistent world you have this like this thing where you've joined a game that's like a you know like a Minecraft game mm. where it's going to go for a while and then maybe reset i don't know yeah I, 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 I honestly only i downloaded it and i played it probably for an hour yeah. and so a lot of that stuff is just guessing and well and i, I remember I, as i'm flipping kind of just glancing this i kind of remember now highlights of it i remember it was one of the few that's actually a, like a crowdfunded MMO, which is kind of, that's the most notable mm-hmm. thing I think is that, you know, it's a, it's like, Hey, we want to make this thing. And then that's probably how I got hooked right. into it. They're like first ever crowdfunded MMO. And I'm like, yeah. you know what? I'm kind of burned out on wow. I'm a crowdfunded MMO. Yeah. I mean, and, and the idea that you, it almost puts you a little bit of say on what, what you want at the beginning. Right. And, and, right. and also, you know what you want and know it's kind of being so, I mean, that's really cool. And I, I like that a lot. I, what I also remember now that I'm flipping through it, is my little nope thing was I I'm really anti the word procedurally generated and that was something they use a lot with that game <laughs> sure is that is that sure. the world isn't like a static world it's a procedure procedurally generated world and and I like tailored exper- experiences um I like like world I like Azeroth because I know all of the little ways to get around in Azeroth you know yeah or or whatever and I, and w- even I went back last month or something to EverQuest and I'm walking around the places and in the greater fate arc is still right where it was. And I know how to get to it and it's felt and it felt like, yeah, going it home, does. Right? It does give you a sense. I know like off the air, we were talking about final fantasy and you couldn't find a thing. And I'm like, yeah, if you go to the market and make a right and turn left right there, the guy, it should be that guy right there. Yeah. And that's the kind of thing that like, um, you know, or you remember that, 
I don't know that I ever learned any of these things because I switched back and forth factions, but I I knew a guy when I raided in WoW who was like, oh yeah, you got to go to the something brothers armory in Ironforge. We're like, how do you remember the name? Like that's on a sign. You never, you would no, only know that if you hover over it. It's not <laughs> a part of the game at all. It's just like you get immersed in the world. Yeah. I suspect maybe that this came out the crowdfunding thing was close to around the time when Minecraft happened. Oh, and I was yeah. probably a little more Minecraft and maybe even Diablo three. Cause there's where I was a little more of too, like, believe, right. Yeah. Like, sure. Yeah. You, you do the thing and you build your thing together and, and that seems cool. So yeah, I the, the, I, I, it's funny. I, I, when I come back in old games, MMOs, especially where they have, tried and i honestly think failed at every mmo to do some kind of player world customization ish like final fantasy has their own little home areas and then uh star star wars has the same thing star trek has the same thing wow has the same thing but but none of it is actually changing the world or making the world like it it and no one has any reasons to go through your house or buy your house or anything like that it it feels very hollow to me and i have never once partaken in time invested time in making my house look nice for at all or doing that's the kind of thing that like some people are very into and then and then some people aren't and i'm i'm mostly somewhere in the middle like obviously maybe not obviously but um i spend a ton ton of time in minecraft doing that kind of thing oh yeah but everybody sees your stuff aren't like they can walk by and look at your house and or see your things and structures and Right. But in, 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 yeah. in these MMOs, there's a really strong reason not to. And it goes way back to Ultima Online, one of the very first MMOs. And that's what they did was they just let people build. And the entire game was sprawled with houses. And then you'd see huge like cities uh, all built up around all dungeon entrances and stuff like that. All your houses, you know, if you if you could have the entrance to... Um, right to Nagafanin's lair or whatever, you know, wherever the big mm-hmm. dungeons are, that's where people would set up shop. And, and it was not like a real game. Anytime there was a, an orc nest, there would be houses surrounding the orc nest. Right. Um, so it's, mm. it, it, there was just, it was not, it was urban sprawl. I mean, it's urban sprawl. Right. Um, yeah. So, and everyone's like, no, you, you can't do that. You can't make it's a game. Like the, like did, that. Did, did you ever read about, um, there were Minecraft servers that operated on this kind of like just pure anarchy. Like whoever could do whatever, there were no rules. There were no moderators. And I'm like, this sounds awful. And they would describe it. Like they do a thing and it just, it was just a wasteland, (laughs) but there was a certain kind of player who wanted that, that uh, like liberation. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I guess I can see that, but that's not how I play Minecraft. No, yeah, right, right. Yeah, so, so I mean, you know, I'm always hesitant on, on seeing those things. And, and there, like you just said, there are a certain kind of player who likes that kind of a thing or, or likes the idea that they could build their house next to an orc nest, right? It, it's, all, it's all okay. Um, and, and, and I hope them, wish them well. Uh, and I hope that sometimes, somewhere, somebody figures out good ways to do, you know, player housing so that I think the idea is that I would like to have my own like actual my building in Azeroth, right? Like I'd like to live in Goldshire and and this is my place that everyone walks by and, and sees that house and, 
when they go back and talk about where the merchant is, they'll say it's past that big greenhouse on the right. And that big greenhouse is mine. Right. Right. And that would be cool. But but how, how do you do that in games? And it'd be nice someday that somebody figures out the trick and, and do that. Yeah. The, the only the only way I've ever seen that work is instancing, which yeah. is fine. Yeah. It's not really. That's how Black Desert did it. I don't know if you. I thought of this when you were talking about player content. Um, I mean, you played Black Desert late enough that there was this was already in the game. I was playing when they added this in. Um, so you know how the if you played Black Desert Online long enough, there are sort of three um, regions. Yeah, maybe not even three regions, but there are. There are three cities in, like, the initial continent. Yeah. And one is the big main. It's, like, Calpheon or something like that. Um, and they can be controlled by a guild. I don't remember if they're oh, called. I kind of remember that, game, yeah. But, um, there was a point where I forget what the change was, whether they added that ability to be controlled by guilds and the ability for guilds to have custom uh, images as their, like, banner. Yeah. It was a combination of things where a guild could take control of a city, and it wasn't, like, anything major gameplay-wise. Maybe they got discounts at the vendors or something like that. I but, remember Black Desert starting all of a sudden the whole town was it had different banners around it, and I was like, whoa, what's happening? Yeah, the banners, so, like, the banners that would hang on buildings yeah, yeah. or that the patrolling guards would carry their um, standards, you know, their, their flag mm -hmm, on a pole mm -hmm. um, would all be the guild banner and the guild banners could be custom images. Yeah. That was what and was so weird. There, there was a day where one city's banners were all this picture of Kim Kardashian crying. Yeah. All the banners of another city were Kanye West. Yeah. And all the banners in Calpheon had Donald Trump on them. Yeah. And I'm like, what? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. 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 I, this is not. Yeah. When I started. Black, not what I signed When up I started for. Black Desert, they were the same thing with some image of some weird meme thing on all the flags. And I was like, wow, this is really, really off-putting. That, that I did not. Yeah, you're right. Which it breaks your uh, yeah. breaks your. Emotion. They 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 just made a mistake. That was all I thought good in Black Desert Online, except they made a huge mistake of allowing it to be custom your own custom logo. Like yeah, if you could have just you know left it to a certain you know symbol sets or something like that, you could totally restrict that. But they they didn't, and they went <laughs> went the other way. Um, but yeah, you know, pl player ownership of a, of a MMO, I think is a a worthy thing that people should, you know, stretch their brains out. We've got a lot of smart people in the world that I, I know the, the, the logical problem of that, you know, on average is say a million people play an MMO. Mm -hmm. That's more than every NPC in all the entire games. And there's a lot of NPCs, you know, city NPCs in all these games, but a right. million players is what do you do with that? How do you, how do you build a world that can actually house and have incentive to, to have, a million people's houses right and with all their alts and such you know yeah that's that thing Speak, speaking of mmos i've uh, it's nice i'm entered this part in my life where we're i'm playing mmos again obviously with you and i started final fantasy again with some of our friends um yep. but i i'm i'm enjoying 
hopping around MMOs a little bit here with Star Wars and Star Trek and um, and Final Fantasy a little bit with EverQuest um, and DC Universe. Mm. And it's so weird because um, a lot of these are free to play now. Like you can play up to a certain point, which is just a great thing. MMOs are some of the best games. It's weird to say that. Like I love, you know, God of War and, uh, you know, Uncharted and things like that. And they're beautiful things. But MMOs are some of the most expansive, most hugely amount of content games ever that you will ever play and sure. you can play so much of them for free now you know it's 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 crazy to me that, that you can, i can just load up one of the best games that i've ever played ish i want to say i've ever played but that are it's out there and play it for free and i do and i i log i log on star trek online and i'm playing cool star trek stuff and cool star trek stories and i'm engaged in whatever this stuff and it doesn't cost me a dime I mean, how cool is that? Um, it just makes yeah. me obviously want to play, pay them money, uh, <laughs> which I end up doing. Sure. Like, oh, I, I want that. I want that tricorder with the purple stripe on the side of it. So it's a lower deck reference. Nice. Did you, um, I wanted to ask about, you were talking about PlayStation. Have you tried this, uh, what's it called? Fall, falling? Oh, Fall Guys? Is it Fallout Guys or is it Fall Guys? Just Fall Guys. I can't remember the name of it. Um, yes, I have. Uh, yeah, Fall Guys. I I heard about this. It's the um, it's one of the the PlayStation Plus free games this month or something. Or last month, I think. Um, last month. Okay. But yeah, uh, I don't have a lot to say about it, but it's it's kind of cool. The the thing about it is that it's um, um, Sydney enjoys. I actually. Put it on, watched the trailer for it, downloaded it, and then I didn't even play it. And then I told <laughs> I told Sydney, I said, "This is going to game a game you're going to love." Um, okay. And it's not putting Sydney down at all, but it's, it's a thing that you can get it to. That's it. It felt a uh, sugar thing, uh, kind of like a, a sugar rush, like where you you okay. you, you get it, a bite sized thing, like oh that was really fun. So the game, like a Mario Kart kind of. Okay. A... Yes, it has that. It has that same kind of okay. feeling. Like, you know, you get in Mario Kart. You're not getting in it for the engaging storyline or the. You're getting in it to run a race that's fun and and sugary for five minutes, and then you're like, "Ooh, that was fun." Okay, do, should I do another five minutes or not? Right. That's how Mario Kart is, and that's just how this one is too. So the this Fallout guys, have you ever watched or seen? ads or videos of like the Japanese people who do the show like Wipeout or they're going through these big, huge, oversized uh, uh, obstacle courses uh, with big. Oh, you mean like uh, extreme American Ninja Warrior? Yes, but or... those are serious, right? Like those are like you have to be in shape and use all your muscles. But these are more like the, the Japanese versions are you're going through with these pads on. And there's huge guys with big foam massive foam swords that are kind of hitting hitting you as you go and then you, okay, okay, you jump sure. over ball pits that are you know oh they fall and these big spinning things this is just like that like it's it's a it's a big um kind of mario-esque kind of looking-ish world not mario but that kind of cartoony world um i'd say kirby more like kirby and like the kirby games Okay. And and you have to it's most of them are most of them are all races. The boards are different, but it starts off with like 60 players, like actual 60 people playing. And you have your okay. little character, and the big thing about the game is that like you make your character, right? It's 
very much like a goofy hat uh, you put like on a chicken outfit sure, or sure. A, a funny Hawaiian shirt and a flag that says go team or something. And your character's purple, pink, and just got tons of little uh, goofy cartoony things. And there's 60 of them, just like a, a Japanese show where they're all dressed up like crazy characters as they run through these courses. And then everybody goes and they're all just like a huge like run through the, the course. And the first like 30 go on to the next stage. And it's just like these huge um, bats that'll come by and kind of knock you off the edge or spin, uh, spinning stuff that'll, if you don't jump over them, will knock you so over it's, the edge. So um, it's kind of a battle royale? Kind uh, of? I don't know. Battle royale means like your verses up into them. This is just you trying to make it to the end through a course with 60 other people on the course. Um, okay. And, and so if, you're sort of racing, but... But also, are there are there those Mario Kart kind of elements where you can race in a in a sort of uh, competitive like not competitive? Well, th there is one thing. Is there's a, there is a grab button. Like a, so you an can, aggressive way. Is there some kind of blue shell? I think that there's yeah. I think that there's a grab button that you could grab other people, but you can just press the grab button and then pushes them off. Um, I see. And then and then those people, if they're grabbing you, they're not racing to the end. So they can't win. Sure, and, sure. And there's 60 of them. So everybody's, you pretty much, it's, it's pointless to do that. Some people do, but you know, um, yeah, it's just, it's just a fun Mario Kart-ish romp through a thing. You get to the end and it's like, yay, I made 30. And then it shows you, and you all the people and then the 30 people drop off. They fall off the, the stand and like, oh, and then when your game's over, the battle royale part of it is once you lose, you just go play another game. Like you go, sure. you start from phase one somewhere else. Um, so that's how the battle royale games. But if, but if you did good, you go on to the next board, which is sometimes another race. Other times it will be like a big, huge arena. Remember it's all, when I say arena, it's not nice looking. It's all like goofy looking mm -hmm. where there are huge volleyballs that are the size of a building, maybe not quite a, like a small house. And sure. there's three of them and they're, they're, different colors and you're put on one of random three teams, red, blue, or green. And you've got 30 seconds and whoever ends up with the most balls in their area, um, the, those two teams get to go on and the third team is eliminated. So all you're doing is running and hitting these big volleyballs around and trying to get your team all to work together to hit them on your side and keep them on your side while other teams are trying to push them on their side. It's just goofy kind of fun stuff. You know, and then mm -hmm. if you, you're the two teams, you go on to the next stage. And then the last one, it's, they're very tailored to be, okay, now we're cutting in half. Now we're cutting in third. Now we're, it's an individual game where only 20 people are going. And then it's a one versus one v one. Cause there's only five left type thing. Uh, right on. So it has that, that's the, that's the battle royale type thing is that you do come down to a winner of it. Uh, that there is one winner, but playing it is still a very fun type of experience for each each day. I have only played it once or twice. I watched Sydney a lot. She's only got to like round three. Um, again, it's not serious or not like the <laughs> battle royale games are, are very like, how good are you at first person shooters? And sure. Yeah, yeah. This is definitely more of a, Oh, I didn't do it. I'll go back and, and play a thing. And then you get money. Like you get like in game money for winning. And okay. Or, or, or you know, the more further you go, you get in game money and then you go to the shops and you buy new outfits, colors, um right for your characters and it's all about like customizing your character and then you get exp the better you do and then so as you level up you unlock new things you unlock new um uh, like i said you can't get the cool hawaiian shirt until you're level five type thing 
Um, so it, it is just mainly about customizing your character and all. And there's a, so many wacky outfits, characters, costumes. Of course. Of you know, course. Sprays, paints, whatever. Emotes. I just I just wondered because I had heard about it on another podcast. And I'm like, I wonder if that. And then you had, you had mentioned you, you got it. Yeah. So it's, I what the, the thing about it was I think they had released it before. And then when it went free on PlayStation and I think free on other platforms, too, or not free. It's part of their bundled thing. It was overwhelmingly popular. Like Sid got it. Mm. I, I released it and downloaded it. She played it once, and then it it kept kicking her off, and she didn't know what was happening. And then the next day, she couldn't get in the game, and it would just hang. And then I did a little bit of looking, and it was like their servers were so massively overwhelmed with players mm. that they never expected the game to be as big as it was. Sure. Um, so they had to, like this emergency. Oh my God, how do we now ramp up from like? 150 people playing to 2.5 million playing, you know? Right. And, and right. was it designed to that? And, and, and it did. It, it took them like a weekend. So their initial week was very rough. And that's what made a lot of news, I think, was people like everyone was trying to get in it. And <laughs> occasionally you'd yeah, get in a game and it was like, yeah. That'll man. build up hype for a thing. Yeah, it was. And it was a surprise hype, right? Like it was right. so, it's so easy. It's such an easy and bite-sized game that was, again, I'm using air quotes, free. That you could just play, it's definitely candy. It was so it was such like having sweets, right? And and someone just gave it to you to play. Um and with a controller, it's super fun and simple. But yeah, I, I again I haven't played it, but <laughs> I watched a lot of it. Sure. And and, sure. and it was great watching her play. Like, oh, you got hit by the great big, you know, waterfall thing. Squirt gun shot you, and oh, you should have shot off that as the big huge like bouncy ball came down the hill and hit you off. So <laughs> It was fun. Matter of fact, well, it makes, makes me want to watch her play it now. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, speaking of a sudden unexpected success, yeah. do you want to talk about our movie this week? Wow, that's a weird lead into this one. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I was <laughs> so. Yeah, let, let, we do need to talk about this uh, murdery gangster film that's just like Fall Guys. So. <laughs> yep, yep. Let's do it. <laughs> This week we watched the uh, 1983 crime drama uh, from Brian De Palma, starring Al Pacino, Michelle Pfeiffer, Scarface, and uh, Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio. That's, yeah, that is yeah. such a name. How, how do you they, never forget that name? They they uh, somewhere in it was either it was either Film Sack or or the Flop House two movie podcasts I listened to. Somebody mentioned her, and one of the guys was like that's like at least one too many syllables <laughs> like come on i i don't know how her agent didn't say okay your name is we gotta do something about your name we gotta get you a stage name and yeah. she's like no my name is, i don't know is that even a stage name um who, who could be but that seems who knows <laughs> seems a terrible stage name I, I i this is gonna sound stupid this is my stupidness i've said before every time we talk about her I, I, when I was a kid, I got her and and Andy McDowell confused all the time. And right, and right. I don't you know. You said why. that when we watched, not, not Groundhog, uh, Groundhog Day. Day. Yeah, we saw something else with Andy McDowell. Oh, um, uh, was it uh, what's <laughs> what was the one with um, Hugh Grant? Uh, four weddings and a funeral. That's right, four weddings and a funeral. All right. Yeah, I, I they she and then she one of them one of them is in Robin Hood, and I don't know which one. But I think I think 
this one is in Robin Hood. <laughs> uh, Prince of Thieves. Right. Uh, I just remember as a kid, they were both beautiful women that I had a, had a, like a 15 year old crush on. That's all. That's all. Yeah. I they, they have a similar kind of Italian American uh, look. Right. With, with the, they both have like the slight smile with their eyes. Like, yeah, like I, I, um, I crushed on that as a kid. Like what's her name from Cheers? Uh, Carla. I Carla. Say. <laughs> I don't think Carla's in Lincoln, but yes, but, I, but, I get it. but taller. Yeah. But taller. Right. Yeah, no, uh, so she was in this one, though, with the biggest fro I've ever seen since the 70s. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. Like, I had, when I saw her name, I was looking for her, so I could, I had to really stretch, like, that's her. She plays uh, his sister, the main character. His sister, sister. Yeah. yeah. Another, I think, Italian uh, actress Which, playing playing a Cuban uh, character, just like the lead, obviously, Al Pacino. Yeah. So this this show had some uh racial issues like today that would be completely huge no-nos with all that yeah yeah it would be it would be unheard of to have to have an italian uh playing a uh latin character with with such overblown accent with a very thick accent right which you know is 100 percent effective because he's italian you know we've seen him in yeah the Godfather and Dog Day Afternoon and a bunch of things by this point. I mean, I mean, um, he, but it's 1983, right? right? This this is a little bit. Um, uh, this is kind of cocaine is a hell of a drug. The movie, the movie, like yeah, no, no joke. Uh, okay, so let's get into this. Uh, whew, um, so it's Scarface. Uh, Hold on, let me hit the bell. <laughs> Are we gonna hit the bell? Okay. Uh. Yeah. I, I Okay. So I, I will address right up front and say that, you know, I don't know. You look back on some things and you say, we've done this a couple of times. It's a product of its times. We just got to overlook X, Y, or Z because it's the eighties or the sixties or the fifties or the whatever. But man, yeah. it's, it's really hard not, not to overlook the fact that like they have a, an Italian guy playing a Hispanic guy, just really over the top. And I'm like, I, it, Again, if it was released today or any time in the last 10 years, you'd be like, dude, that is so offensive. Right? I mean, well, it's it's a little bit and it has a little bit of that um that Casablanca thing going on where this movie came out in 1983. Like yeah. this is while these things are happening. Yeah. It's not like it would be like if they made The Godfather in the 50s. Right. Um and so so that's kind of kind of surprising I, I was only sort of aware of that of course you can't get away from the just perfect uh 80s soundtrack on this movie God. it's um giorgio Morder. i'm probably not <laughs> pronouncing that right but uh Moroder. Mar- i don't know uh you know he he was on the most recent maybe not most recent but um daft punk album hmm. right like he did soundtracks for just a bunch of stuff like anything anything from this era with a really distinct synthesizer soundtrack there's a good chance it was it was his work have you have you i forgot to ask before we started have had you seen this movie before scarface maybe maybe once a long time ago um long enough ago that i i didn't really remember the details aside from you know this is one of those things like like James Bond that I mean I use the example of James Bond but James Bond might be fading in in our in our cultural consciousness um 
these days, but um, I mean, it's, I, I, it's, I, I had not. It's seen iconic. It's yeah. iconic in pulp culture, pop culture. Yeah. Like, even if you've never seen it, you probably know "Say Hello to My Little Friend," yeah. maybe from "The Mask" or right. some other movie. Right, right. Image like there are so many lines quoted and reused and remixed. Um, I have a hard time not thinking of that Lonely Island uh, music video with Michael Bolton in it. Oh yeah. I don't right. know if you've seen that, but I've watched it and listened to it several times. <laughs> um, um, you know, where he does the Jack Sparrow Pirates of the Caribbean thing, but he finishes doing this character. And so you've got Michael Bolton playing Al Pacino, playing Tony Montana. Right. <laughs> kind, of, yeah, kind of thing with all the cocaine and stuff. It, it, it was just, I, I had, I will say, I had, a, it, it was hard that whole time. And I had not seen this before. That, that was the thing is that I, you know, there was... Mm. I, I mean, I've always been, I've already been a record set. I hadn't seen the Godfather. Um, so th this was, I've seen, uh, mobster movies and gangster movies. Right. Um, but, but they're like, they're in that same category of mine where I have to be in the mood and I have to be ready to go. I really enjoy them, but watching them when I, I don't and not ready for them ruins them for me. Right. Sure. Um, I don't say that was the thing for this because I was, I, you know, I, I liked them and I was in the mood to watch Scarface or a mobster movie. Um, but I, I'm not going into final judgments, but I'm kind of, yeah, my question here is, I don't know. Here, I'll ask you this one because I was thinking about you kind of during this. I was like, I don't know how this fits or why this fits. What, what is it? Do you have some kind of history or something you want to tell me about why Scarface fits in this list of a hundred when other things You aren't? know, I, I looked around a little bit today trying to find um like the Goodfellas was, isn't on this list but that is. Yeah, whether there's some kind of um like historical uh thing as best I can tell the Tony Montana character is completely fictional. Um the guy that he that he connects with and takes over from his his former boss uh yeah. Sosa to Sosa's not his boss Sosa is the Colombian who hooks you know supplies him um that guy is based on a real person and this movie i guess is some kind of remake of an old movie from the 30s actually made by howard hughes to go back to the aviator which we watched last year i think yeah um though uh, that was in the 30s so it can't possibly have been about cocaine into miami it had to have been some other kind of like prohibition gangster i know that scarface is one of the nicknames um uh for uh al capone i want to say oh yeah um one of those original gangsters mobsters um yeah. and so so yeah i mean i guess i guess from that context like there's no there's no kind of like lesson or moral or um yeah there's you know nothing uh, striking uh, anything I there think. it's it's just the sort of i i had i put it in the mind of um like just an action movie even though there's not that much action until the yeah. end um as just a sort of just like a ride of a movie 
You yeah. just go along on the on the journey that this guy is on from, you know, coming across at immigration to the sort of steps that he goes through into his his descent into, you know, sort of becoming his own worst enemy. And and you see this guy who is just all he's just all confidence in in the best and worst ways. Yeah. Right. Maybe confidence isn't even or the right arrogant, word because it more, it's yeah. it's it's a little bit more more into it's more into arrogance where he has enough he has enough of that like what he would say balls to to say these things and to do these things to put himself in this successful position but then he's so like paranoid and has so much um so yeah it really is arrogance like he's not as confident as he seems and so he's constantly um you know just terrified yeah i i i guess it was fine and i and i get the story and and it was a fine story but there just wasn't anything here that that made me think like oh man that's that's something that impacted me or left me with an left me with an emotional experience or that i had an experience by watching the movie or thoughtfulness or anything it was a movie mm-hmm. that that's that's the best i can say it was a movie that had a, had a story and and maybe only i can think of after I was done with it is when I asked myself, okay, now why would, why does someone say that? Why would I, or somebody else say like, this is the movie you, you got, you got to watch this one. Um, maybe if, if you're an Al Pacino fan and you're like, this is his best role or where he started, that could be it because he is a great actor and he's got so many movies throughout this and further on. And he's in the Godfather. And I think I've only seen the first one, but he was better in that one even. Um, well, maybe not better, but he was, you know, we're going to watch the Godfather two coming up. It's a different, it's a different character and it's, and it's not as like for, for being 40 years ago, right. Or 35 years ago, at least um, his performance is very good. Like in, in, if you think of, um, it is pretty good for sure. If you think of actors um, playing to type, right. Like, um, you know, Audrey Hepburn is my example of this all the time. Like she was basically always the same character or um, John Wayne is a little this way, though. I've not seen that much of his work. So, you know, feel free to email me if I'm wrong. <laughs> with that. Give me some better examples. Um, um, you know, later Morgan Freeman, um, whatever. There are many examples of actors who mostly play the same kind of character and I don't know a lot of Al Pacino's work to really say if that's the case. He seems to usually be playing characters who are yelling, right? So that's that's no different here. Um, but he is immersing himself in a character that's different from, you know, his his godfather character right he's not michael corleone like he's still a gangster but it's uh you know a crime lord but pretty different right yeah maybe not maybe not leonardo dicaprio playing howard hughes to bring up aviator again right but still still fairly outside of his type for 1983 
Yeah. Right. It, it, right. And that's and that's hard, right? You go back and forth. You're like, if you've never seen this, are you really going to be able to appreciate? I do think this one falls more in the um in the side of like a um a piece of film history. Right. Yeah, I mean maybe maybe more, like if, more if you're so in like... than a more so than a than a movie that is that is necessarily fun or enjoyable now and you know there are a lot that are both but yeah there's there's just so many other movies in this genre and thing or even that tell this story and are better I, it's not a bad film but if you want to see a story about a guy who came from another from his beginnings into a drug lord and then how he, you know, ended up causing himself to fall. There's so many other better movies. Maybe they don't all have Al Pacino in them, but there's just <laughs> a lot more that have much more interesting, compelling characters, compelling stories, uh, surrounding actors and actresses around them. Uh, than what what I got what, out of you know what this movies one here. are you are you thinking? Because I had a similar reaction, but I can't. I don't have something that immediately comes to my mind where I would say put that here instead of this oh yeah yeah i mean 100 percent. i think the um uh, goodfellas is way way better yeah i mean it's way better it's one of those ones that i watched i'm like there's so much more to it than than this one i can't believe that this one is involved in that one uh once upon a time in america another great one public enemy another great one um i mean we even have city of god on this one city of god is a story about how you know the the they were they're drug people that came from kids growing up in a terrible spot and how they caused themselves to go out of control. And, yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the same, but better. Um, so I mean, to, to the French connection, uh, same thing there to emphasize. I, surprisingly, I don't think I've seen, I mean, I've seen Goodfellas once, but I've not seen those others to, to reinforce your, or to back up your, uh, your opinion on that goodfellas is number 17 on imdb's rankings yeah and uh scarface is 106 yeah i mean so that makes sense it's They're... just it's just off of the top 100 and and how about the departed another great crime drama gangster well, movie the, the departed is already on here but oh I, yeah I can't that. Right. well the 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 story of the departed is so it's so much more than this. Right, right. right? I, I guess what, the, what this would be... All these crosses and betrayals and... Yeah, th and this would that. be what? This would be um, life story of a crime? Yeah, it's like a it's a like a lord? fictional biopic. Yeah. Or, or biopic, if you want to say it that way. I think that's wrong. But, right. Um, and, and, and again, how about uh, Boys in the Hood? There's a kind of a thing there. Sure, sure. You know? So, yeah, there's just a lot other ones, I think, that are... I don't know. It just did again. I'm not calling this movie a bad movie. It's a, it was a fine movie. Untouchables. Untouchables is such a great crime one. That's another um, another Brian De Palma. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it, it's it was just fine. It just I definitely would. I it does not stand out for me. It, sure. it, it could yeah. definitely be a movie that's on cable TV on an afternoon, except for the terrible language and violence <laughs> and nudity. But you know what I mean? It, yeah. it would fit in that. Is is it? There's you know there's nothing. Uh, thing now I, that okay now I'll say that, but I will say that Al Pacino's character is uh, uh, three dimensional. He is tiered and layered kind of a character. He has the part mm -hmm. where 
again, spoilers here, where he kills that assassin because it has kids in the car. He's got right. some kind of a fascination with his sister. Um, he is erratic and manic. And maybe that's what, you know, people who really were into this uh, got into the idea that his character is so uh, different than than normal people and complicated like he's clearly a villain but he's not he's not completely bad like the he's not the guy who was going to kill that family um you get just just some hints of like a complicated relationship between him and his mother right which is always i feel like what context was this we were talking about something and it struck me how often and maybe this is just a thing that happens in life. Like if you have parents, your parents affect you as a person, right? Like yeah. that's just a that's just a reality of life. But it's it it seems really common, and maybe it's so common that it's becoming a trope now. That you have a character and they're you know they're bad or you know whatever in some way, and then you find out that oh they ha- they had this parent who was like this and that expectation or that whatever put on them sort of planted the seed that became this sort of dysfunction that they have as an adult or or whatever kind of thing but they're they're just they're just a couple scenes where you get hints of that like it's by no means a major theme well here's something to think about too and and this is to listeners who hold you know scarface in this huge high regard uh I, i want i want people to take a moment and step back and think that this is uh, a list, obviously somebody else made, and that we're talking about, and we're you know talking about here uh, for a hundred movies, great movies uh, in the year 2020 and before. So, if this was 1988, maybe 1990, and you're talking about the greatest hundred movies then, which a lot of people who watch this, their renaissance, their younger ages, they've watched it between the ages of 20 and 30. So they're watching 80s and 90s movies. Uh, in the 80s and 90s, this would definitely probably make a top 100, right? Yeah, the, it's absolutely. Got, it has interesting things and compared to everything that came before it. And he's he's a crime character that's really uh, developed and, and he does a really great acting stuff. But then take in the next 30 years of movies that have done this way better. This movie definitely falls off the list, at least for me. It not it's not putting it down as a bad movie. It's just that, you know what? There are movies that have taken that and done it better. And you can say like, oh, well, it was the original. Yes, but we're not talking about historically firsts. We're talking about what are a top 100 list of movies you should watch in a bucket list type scenario. Um, and there's and if you have if you when you watch your 100th movie, then you, you kick the bucket and you're dead. You know, <laughs> I would rather somebody watch a different uh, movie that's came past that that tells this kind of a, a thing better than and this we've, one. We've definitely seen examples of those like historically significant yeah. uh, movies is the way that I say it, that um, like when they came the, out, they were big. Well, or first. I mean, not only that, some, sometimes it happens later. Like the, there have yeah. definitely been, you know, we maybe not cult classics, but you know, movies that were box office flops that then became, a celebrated sort of thing, but there are a handful of movies that were um, so groundbreaking or, or stood out in such a way in their time that they became inspirations for other directors and influenced film in this whole, um, 
sort of sense, like the Bruce Lee movies. Oh, right. Um, right. And maybe Scarface has, is one of those. Maybe you know. Scarface is definitely one of those. I don't know that. I mean, I think I think it and Enter the Enter the Dragon are both in that same space where you're I like, would agree. oh, I'm I'm watching agree. I'm watching a piece of history. I agree. Where yeah, sure. you could watch something like the good, the bad, and the ugly, which is it has a similar place in history, but is a little more entertaining still today. Yeah, like it still definitely has a lot of those dated sort of problems that make it difficult slightly you know difficult to watch now um but still a more a more entertaining satisfying story um the, i mean the story of this is kind of a bummer so that that doesn't help um enter the dragon didn't have that problem it was just the story was just a framework for the action you know it sort of set up that template for action movies where the story's not important we're here to see guys punching and kicking other guys yeah um yeah, so I guess final thoughts on this, if you don't mind moving into there. Um, it's a fine movie, but it's just a movie for me. There's, uh, we can, if, if the Scarface is one of your beloved things, it's probably because you're of a certain age and it, there wasn't anything else kind of like that maybe as good before then. And for 10 years, maybe there was only a few that were as good and probably also starred Al Pacino. Um, so... Yeah, I can see that. But since then, there are things that have eclipsed it and made it fall off that list, as history does. Um, So for me, it has definitely been, you know what? We've got a nice little, a whole bunch of really cool, shiny gems in this uh, area. And I put them on the shelves, but there's only so much spots I have on my shelf. I'm going to put this one in the closet. And Scarface Mm -hmm. feels that way. You know, it's, it's a nice thing that was in the past, but it's just okay now. Um in my at, opinion at some point at some point maybe we should watch uh we should watch goodfellas and see if that oh. I, i've seen that but that's also um uh, been a while ago that's that's the other guy that's uh de niro de niro, it's it's also got uh oh ray Liotta. ray Liotta. ray Liotta's the big one on that one um and and same thing with um oh, i can't Al not al pacino it's the guy he's in also in lethal weapon and he he has um He's the he's the one that Goodfellas is kind of know from. It's like, what are you making fun of me? Um, oh, do you mean Joe Pesci? Joe Pesci, yeah. He's he's the he's the crazy I, guy in that. I one. know Joe Pesci from Home Alone. Right? <laughs> oh I yes, in Home Alone. Well, yeah. Why did I say yeah? Sure, Home Alone, of course. I'm gonna yeah. get you, kid. <laughs> See, there's a perfect one. See, I would put almost you know Home Alone's not on this list, but was it? But if not, it should be. Like that's, that's one a that, different. That's a different uh, genre. Well, yeah, people, but if you think people about have it, people have different reactions to that because it's kind of uh, it's a weird cor- sort of torture. Uh, um, oh, it's Tom and Jerry is what it is, right? Yeah, it's it's cartoonish in a weird, weird way. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah I'm I'm a little bit in the same mm-hmm. in the same uh, space you are with this. I I spent the first half of the movie sort of like half watching it. And then I watched the second half, you know, I gave the second half my full attention and it, and it was fine. Yeah. Um, let's, I'm let's, inclined, let, we didn't mention I'm inclined to is... agree that there were probably some movies like Goodfellas and others that are, that are doing this thing better. And, and yes, this probably inspired a lot of those. Sure. Um, absolutely. hundred yeah. percent. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's still 
holds up to a to a almost three hour viewing experience. Right. That's what I was gonna um, say too. We didn't really mention that you have other you're doing do. this experience in three hours. So yeah. Um yeah. So yeah, okay. We, you know we we didn't really talk about but next week do we watch another one uh, another one like this next week? Do we watch are we watching Godfather? I can't well, remember I, what we have. That that's on the schedule, but I kind of wanted to wanted to leave that up to you. What kind of what kind of mood are you in? Like do you want to watch yeah. Al Pacino again? Again. Um, you you know, uh, it's it's what's funny about this is that I have not seen Godfather two. I've only heard good things about Godfather two, and Godfather one. What well, Godfather one feels better than Scarface anyway. Sure. Right. I, and and I was I I was lukewarm on Godfather one just because it was okay. Um, so I don't mind. I don't mind watching this one because it's probably I guess it's another like twelve hour epic, right? Um. Uh. Oof. Three three hours twenty. Wow. She's double back to back. I mean, like we've said in the past, we have to watch these. We've only got a handful, like 10 to 12 left on our list. We have to watch it at some point. And, you yeah, know, it's, our, it's not terrible to watch one. What's what's left on our list, I think, is almost entirely long movies and horror movies. <laughs> right, right, right. We have both Psycho and American Psycho. No. And those plus are, Halloween yeah. and Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> right. And you know what? I'm sure when we kind of rearranged some of these, putting Scarface and the Godfather back to, back was kind of intentional. I, I, so we should probably stick with that. And that's we could, You know, we'll have it fresh in our mind, the idea of Scarface with Pacino and see is different. This is, what year this was is, this? This is 74. It's almost 10 years wow. prior. Okay. So he's super younger here. So okay. he's he's young. I mean, you saw him in, in the first one. He's, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, the reluctant son of the crime family like he wants out um but the he, second he ended one, up turning over at the end if i remember right he like became the godfather like full-on didn't he at the he's end? sort of he's sort of boxed into it and so the second movie i don't really remember i saw it once it's been a long time ago but um this is where they bring in robert de niro he is playing the young don corleone he's playing right um, right marlon brando in flashbacks okay yeah let's let's watch this one i'm i'm, I'm good we can we can I, I i said i was kind of i was in the headspace to watch a, a mob movie this one scarface just didn't do it for me in any spectacular way maybe maybe the godfather will um it, it had i will say scarface had gotten me inspired to want to watch a better movie like wanting to watch <laughs> goodfellas you know because sure. like again not bagging on scarface but you know it's like oh this this one did it it just didn't do enough of what i want out of a of a cool one. Cause I've seen cool ones since then. It, it doesn't, it doesn't help that, that so much of the eighties is so like, like I know the Duffer brothers with stranger things, like seem to seem to capture all the best parts of it, but right. boy, there's a lot of the eighties, especially that whole Miami eighties thing. Oh, yeah. That's just so gaudy and tacky and well, gross. Well, this was actually, if you think about it, it filmed like 81 ish. So it was right. still leaning leftovers from seven late seventies, and late seventies was just whack, man. I mean, mm-hmm. with aesthetics and such, um, it it really is. But the, so, like her, we well, said yeah, we mentioned saw, we Mary Elizabeth Nestor Antonio's hair, and a couple weeks ago we watched um, a Clockwork Orange, like Clockwork that's Orange, just, yeah, that's just saturated in late seventies aesthetic. Yeah, it, well, hey, something I before we move off this topic, I I want to say because you mentioned it and I want to repeat it. Oh my God! So much cocaine in Scarface. Like it, right. it's not just I. I don't know if I've seen a movie with drugs in it where they've done more drugs. Like I've seen. 
I'm, people do I mean, a lot of drugs in movies, but holy cow, watched, it was like every uh, other thing. They're taking three snorts we watched, of cocaine. We watched Train Spotting. There was a lot of there was, there was a lot of, of heroin in that. But it, yeah, just the piles. I kept thinking of again that um, uh, that Lonely Island song. Like he's switching from movie to movie, and and the Lonely Island guys are like, "No, we're doing this song about the club. You can't you can't be singing about Jack Sparrow." when we're at the club and he's like okay what about forrest gump they're like no what he's like what about um um what's that that movie where where um julia roberts is a lawyer or a legal aid um, oh uh, uh you know the, aaron brockovich you know yeah aaron brockovich yeah and they're like no that's not it either and he's like well, you can call me Scarface snorting mountains of co- of cocaine. <laughs> and I just kept thinking of that line because he's like, he's making lines with his bare hands and like it's all over his nose. And I'm like, yeah, that is. It's so much cocaine. It's so much cocaine. And, and you know what? That is something in our reviews we did not talk about was maybe maybe that is like a huge point people want to mention is, is it was a, a discussion of the amount of cocaine in the 80s. But holy cow. I mean, I can't imagine in the 80s anyone functioning the way that they did, uh, what was it? Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, like every three seconds has, uh, her, her pinky in her nose with more. She, she's snorting. just perpetually hot, uh, stoned. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's, and they don't necessarily, I have never partaken in cocaine, no. but, uh, by what I understand of it, it's like a really like energizing super drink mm-hmm. where you're like crazy speed type thing. I understand if we understand it, like you're invincible, but none of these people, when they took it, acted that way. They always took it like they're okay. They're just taking it drugs and then they're just their normal crazy selves anyway. Um, well, yeah. In the, in the early eighties, maybe we still didn't have a sense as a, as a society of what, what that looked like. You know, again, we hadn't had decades of media portraying this, like it was still this sort of other thing. Like when, um, you know when when the villain in Goldfinger breaks into Fort Knox, right? Mm. And there's a nuke, but the right. nuke is like has a bunch of clockwork parts in it, like gears <laughs> and stuff. Because it's like it's 1962 or three. Nobody knows what a nuke looks like, right? How it works, right? The inside, yeah. yeah. Maybe you're right. I, I will. I will say that, like, again, how we know now, how they had to, have, we would have died, right? There was, there's. Unless yeah. their their bodies, yeah. there's no way. Like there's so much OD when when he snorts that like literal mountain of cocaine, you're mm-hmm. like and, and he puts it in his hand and he starts chewing it. I'm like, no, you would die. You your your heart would explode, right? Even the most seasoned druggie, maybe I don't know. I've never know enough about that, but holy cow, <laughs> there was a lot of cocaine yeah. in that movie. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we're we're, we're stepping onto the Godfather next week, and then and then we start our our slow slide into the Halloween series after that, the, the horror thing yep, coming up. Yeah. Oh man, that's, that's coming up, man. We're, we're, we're coming up fast on the Halloween. Half, uh, halfway time. through September. Yeah. And we're watching, but you know what? We got a little bit of lightness in there. We got Shaun of the dead sprinkled in there somewhere. That's, that's my little light through the, the scariness. And some yeah, highlights the, of the, the things that are left too, is that like, I've not actually seen Pulp Fiction and you have re- referenced Pulp Fiction several times in the last several years. Sure, sure. It's another. It's the it's the one, it's the one Tarantino. Though we've also seen, um, Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Dogs. That's right. Which which Um, that was okay. Um, I've not seen Seven, but I've had Seven spoiled. So, ah, okay. 
you know, and it, it is what it is. Um, so uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we'll watch that one. Uh, Halloween, weird that this is on here, but not uh, Friday the Thirteenth or what? Friday the Thirteenth or or uh, what's the Nightmare on Elm Street? Nightmare on Elm Street. Well, they chose one I, I, and they chose Halloween. I feel like yeah, you pick one of those. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, that definitely feels like that's one. Well, like I had one of these guys on the list. That's so. before my time, and I was never a huge. I was definitely not allowed fan, to watch so. those movies anyway. So no, nobody was. That was the point. Like, yeah, when when your parents were out of town or something, you'd get the babysitter to rent you a copy of of jason or or whatever right but but i'm but i'm forcing you to talk about star wars again so that's that's a highlight for me so yeah 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 <laughs> hey they i, I will they say should have stopped at one we, we <laughs> i like that one we we uh um sydney has been uh good at starting those and i know that uh i will do my normal thing and watch them all over again when we watch them again but sid and i started watching the star wars movies just mm. casually in the last three or four weeks, like the last month, she watched episode four, the whole thing with me. And okay. I, she says she's watched it before. And I guarantee you, she was surprised at several scenes. So I know she hasn't watched it all the way through. And she finally did. And she really mm. enjoyed it. So I'm glad. And and now we watched episode five and she starts to, to wane at the, the Yoda scenes. So I gotta, I gotta sure, re-inspire sure. her to, to, although she yeah. likes Yoda. It's just, it's, but he's a backpack. Yeah. He's back. Actually, that's the thing is when the Yoda scene starts coming in and every time the Yoda scenes, she's just distracted because her only history of this is she saw that seagulls video and right. and, and was like, has it memorized and watched it a hundred times. <laughs> so when she's watching all this for the first time, it's like it's a comedy to her. And she's run, like, run, jump, flip. Run, run, yeah. And everything he says is like, oh, she's singing the song again. I'm like, oh, it's ruining the whole thing. Right, right. <laughs> it's it's so funny, like how much it doesn't seem like. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I get stuck <laughs> in my head a lot. But like, yeah, no. you watch a movie. It's so easy to be like in proximity to a movie and not be absorbing it at all. Like I could yeah, be watching yeah. a movie and pull out my phone to fire up IMDb to look up what other movies a certain actor is in and suddenly I've missed something and like somebody said something somebody will look like you talk about um mm-hmm. reading subtitles and not seeing facial expressions I said that to our friends the other day within the last week or so somebody mm-hmm. made some reference to uh one of the songs from Frozen and I said how did I say it like I've, I've only half seen that or not, not even, not even that. I forget how I worded it, but it was a way somebody was like, how do you, how do you see? But I think I saw, but didn't hear it. And they're like, how do you see, but not hear whatever. However I worded it, it (laughs) didn't, didn't seem possible. And I said, well, I was in a room where it was on, which is the first thing they're like, did you watch this or were you in a room where it was on? Cause those are two very different, things. very different things. Right, uh, yeah. That's where you get into the theater experience thing. But yeah, right. um, yeah, my, it was a holiday. So my whole extended family were at my parents' house and the movie frozen was on. And I was at the other end of the room, probably with like one of my nieces in my lap. And there was so much noise in the room that I could just pick up bits and pieces and I could see like, um elsa walking around and singing and i'm like oh this must be the let it go song and she's summoning a castle and all that (laughs) but like i'm not i'm not following the story i'm like i think she 
did this and her sister got hurt and that's why they sent her away and <laughs> and this, but like i'm so lost on the the nuances of the story and i'm definitely right. not hearing all the songs right uh, well, well f- fair warning uh when after this year's over and we start making you know filling in the holes of our our own lists and which next i will uh this one, Frozen may actually end up in one of my top 100 lists. So hmm. you, you may actually get to watch that whole thing in its entirety. It's, that sounds silly, but it was a fantastic That's movie. That's fine. <laughs> if, we, if we do that, then, then you're going to have to watch Emperor's New Groove again. I know. It's gonna, that's gonna, I, I had a feeling <laughs> that was going to come somewhere. You know, I, I don't think I've actually watched that movie. Do I, I think I, I've seen parts of it. And then... I, did, I did a quick scramble in my mind and go, what kind of Disney movie would has, has might not be <laughs> not seen but yeah that that one the, the see those movies include emperor's new groove hercules and hunchback of notre dame the, those... oh yeah that's that that's that era when pixar was just starting mm-hmm. and disney disney animated films were in a lull yep. and so they were poised for for Pixar to just explode in the mid nineties. Yeah. And Disney animation was not doing their best work. So it was like perfect for it. You know, Pixar. Right. Uh, okay, cool, man. We got, we got a lot in this week moving, moving through it. Yeah, a, lot of, yeah. a lot of random video game stuff at the top. Oh, that's good. Like, like video games. I'm, I'm hoping to play some more. Hey, real quick for some previews for next week for people. I know you and I are going to start watching, um, the HBO Max show, what is it? I think it's HBO Max, right? Uh, uh, the Raised by Wolves. Raised by Wolves. Um, Still, uh, I don't, I don't know how to make a dedicated, like, weekly segment on the podcast to talk about any of these. Uh, um, I don't know TV fourteen slash TVMA <laughs> comic book series that are happening right yeah, now. Yeah, I, yeah. I said, we we talked about this off the air, but I'm like, yeah, I'm gradually watching. Umbrella Academy season two, The Boys season two, and um, Doom Patrol season two. Yeah, and they're they all kind of occupy the same space. Like, yeah, they're they're on a spectrum from Umbrella Academy to The Boys of like adultness. Yeah, for sure of them, yeah. but right. they're all like you're still not going to show umbrella academy to the same audience that you would show ant-man yeah for sure right they're they're definitely in that same space i often call them the same things with each other i'll call them each other names hey can we watch doom patrol when i mean umbrella academy when you or... mean umbrella academy yeah, yeah. right yeah so and but i i also started watching uh agent carter a couple weeks before all those shows came right. out which just didn't help my whole uh... more things i'm behind that one and the shield stuff i that you watched that i haven't gotten those. oh yeah i finished shield yeah that was when i started agent carter right but 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 my i think correct me if I'm wrong our our now straightforward like close time thing that we're going to do is is some of those tvma things right we're like we're doing the boys we're going to probably talk about the boys next week ish yes okay sure uh, yeah okay and then um Maybe this Raised by Wolves. I'm not sure if there's more than one out yet or how that works or they're a full Netflix dump or I don't know. Or it's is it a H- movie? I don't even know. I don't I don't think I've watched any HBO Max shows yet. I know traditional HBO is weekly, right? Game of Thrones. Yeah, right, right. So so maybe this kind will be that kind of a thing. Uh, so we'll talk about that. Um, and I am going to, as a bonus, continue to push through, not push through, but continue to watch um, uh, Doom Patrol Season 2 
Uh, I have watched the first episode of it, and it is continuing on with the crazy wackiness of that it is. Um, but yeah, so I'll watch some of those. But priority being the boys and uh, this raised by wolves, we'll watch some of that and talk about that next week. If anyone yeah. else wants to watch those things and talk about it, I'll see if I can't scrounge one of our buddies up to come talk talk with us. Yeah, we'll probably stuff. we'll probably a couple of those, especially the streaming ones, we'll probably watch all the way through and then talk about the most at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I don't think that we'll actually talk piece by piece. With some Especially of if they're not airing weekly, it's going to be harder to, to sync up our schedules when we're also right. watching three hour movies. <laughs> well, that's true. Although the boys we should talk about, cause I think I'm, there's four of them out now. I think that's a good spot to talk about for some okay. of these, you know, these series is things you it's, I don't know. Game of Thrones maybe was one you could watch, talk about one at a time. But these things these days, you got to watch. You got to talk about them in chunks, sure, or or the whole thing as a whole, one of the two. So, okay, so cool. So yeah, if you guys are uh, out there listening, you know, watch those things, and we're going to talk about them. And then you can uh, think that we're awesome for saying thinking the same thing you think. So, <laughs> uh, or or think we're wrong, and uh, which which yeah, that's probably more likely. <laughs> okay, cool. All right. You've been listening to The Front Porch. This is episode 160. Woo-hoo. Thanks, as always, to our friends at Geek Scholars Movie News and LRM Online. Um, if you like Star Trek role-playing or Star Trek role-playing, you can check out our other podcast. It is called Klingons and Dragons. It's at KlingonsandDragons.com. Where are we at on that? How far away? What's our, our story bit on um, that? You guys are... Uh, you've just landed at the Candidate 3 system. Oh, uh, wow. Planet. That feel like so long ago. Okay, you're, yes. You're just about to meet Assessor Tredic. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> when we recorded it and played, it was about a year ago. I'm going to have to get us... Uh, be, be warned, Dennis. We're going to have to do a, a special soon. I think we're going to have... I'm going to have to encourage everybody to get together to do another Klingons and Dragons recording. Mm. One shot. So maybe maybe okay. our Klingons and Dragons listeners here will be surprised by a, a, a special event. Yeah, yeah. You know? Okay, sorry. Keep going. <laughs> anyway, there there should be a new episode of that by the time this airs, maybe maybe a week after. I'm I'm lost track of the schedule now. Uh if you have questions, comments, feedback, tell us what mobster movie you would put on a list in place of Scarface or Goodfellas, uh you can reach us via email. That address is frontporchpod at gmail.com. Or go to our website, that's at frontporchpodcast.com, or use and use the contact forms there. It's super easy. Uh, if you barely the show, an inconvenience. Barely an inconvenience. Please consider subscribing on Overcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever podcasts are found. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, I'm Dennis. And I'm Michael. For the Front Porch. Night, everybody. See you next time.